0: It's like a mass-produced vase, but where I put my tears, no flowers, just tears.
1: I'm just... One, two, three! Gangsters, what's up, guys? Have you
0: ever seen anything like this before? You ready?
1: The Weekly Exchange! Eight albums under their belt. We are reviewing today Portugal The Man's latest work, Woodstock. Might have had your spirit. Which, by the way, I'm a huge, huge fan of Portugal the Man. They've grown on me. I remember back in 2010 or when my friend introduced me to my first Portugal the Man song, I was like, these guys got something funky fresh up their sleeve. The other thing I should say about this band is that John Gorley's voice reminds me of Geddy Lee, the lead singer of Rush. that mind is not for-
0: That is good comparison. John Gorley is an amazing singer. In 2011, that was my first introduction to Portugal the Man because they came actually to Humboldt County. They performed at the dorms at HSU. I got to sit there like a couple feet away from the band, eating cold pizza, just cheesing. Like, oh snap, I really like this band. And then years later, years later, I get to play them here on Case Slug.
1: So definitely, my favorite album is their 2011 album, In the Mountain, In the Cloud. One of my favorite tracks is definitely Sleep Forever. I just want
0: Never my favorite album would have to be Evil Friends, Purple, Yellow, Red and Blue, that is my jam. <laughs> Woodstock, I don't even feel conflicted. I'm unfortunately underwhelmed. I think after all the hype, I was expecting more substance.
1: They were talking a lot of background before this album came out about how the band decided to name this record in honor of Woodstock because they were having sort of some trouble, maybe four years of working on a follow-up to Evil Friends, and they'd been working with a few producers like Mike D, Danger Mouse, and John Gorley went home to see his dad, and his dad's like, I think you'll get a kick out of this, and From a Toolbox produced an original ticket from Woodstock. That I would have framed. Right? <laughs> I would
0: have that Framed. <laughs> What's that doing in a toolbox? What are you doing, John Gorley's dad?
1: Oh, jeez. You and I, for a while now, I would say, have been waiting for that one album from our artist that really taps in on protest jams. That speaks to a generation right now that
0: finds itself really embroiled in a lot of political, social conflict. And we've just been waiting and
1: then with all the hype, we were like, oh, snap, Woodstock might be it. This is the album that's going to change our opinion of current modern-day protest songs. I was looking for some sort of piece of art. And also, of course, Woodstock, the festival, psychedelic rock. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So they're already pretty sweet on the psychedelic rock part, adding in maybe some electronic, a little bit of synth, progressing on that sound. Enjoy. The
0: album in general, I would have to agree with what Pitchfork said where they said, quote, Woodstock promises a protest but delivers a party. Whatever the party side of Woodstock may have been, you have it on this album. You have the sensuality and stuff in some songs. You have that sexy, relaxed, almost floating on gossamer wings type of feeling in some songs. But the problem is is that it was promised to be such a great, like, revolutionary album. But I feel like Like, throughout the album, whatever message they try to convey within each song is muted by the overproduction of it. And as you and I were were checking out, you mentioned, there are so many producers on this album. They've got Mike D from Beastie Boys. They got Danger Mouse. They got John Hill from, like, their original music. Asa Takone, Stint, Raylor, Nick Koenig, Amer Malik, Casey Bates. Who are these people? Who are you people? And of course, John Gourley. How many
1: hands in the cookie jar do you need? (laughs)
0: Ah! And
1: I think because of how many different producers they use, there's almost this disconnect from song to song to song, where there are these shining moments that really captivate you, and then the next song has a completely different gloss to it. Mm-hmm. Also, the other thing is, I really don't mind the electronic elements. We knew it was coming. Oh yeah, always. I just miss more of that sweet guitar, psychedelic mm-hmm. riff jam. And- reviews that people are like, they sold out, they sold out. I don't think we can just judge them for that.
0: No, no. They were prepared for that too before the album dropped. They released t-shirts that said I like Portugal the man before they sold out. I didn't sell out son, I bought in. I think they kind of translated a lot more than they actually put work into, which is the disappointing part. And a lot of other news sources as well, like you said, Slant Magazine not mincing words whatsoever on how they feel about this album. This
1: is what Slant had to say. They said, despite titling their eighth album after an iconic moment in the late 60s portugal the man aims squarely at the 21st century mainstream with woodstock with less emphasis on psychedelically tinged guitar rock and an increased focus on simple accessible dance beats and electronic production the band's latest album is in keeping with core members john gorley and zach caruthers penchant for exploring different sonic terrain with each new effort but this is the first time they fully abandoned their indie roots in favor of pure pop Mm. Let's talk about each track starting with number one featuring Richie Havens and Son Little. So what's the deal with this track? So you know this album was meant from their side to at least come
0: off as a political album because this song starts with the audio of a live performance and someone screaming something that sounds like no fake presidents at the beginning. So they they started, they went in hard. No fake presidents! The sound of this song was beautiful, it was sexy, it was techy, it was really sensual. It's the first song, so I wasn't disappointed yet. Touch on one of my pet peeves, and that is the use of the old Negro spiritual motherless child. history regarding Woodstock. Richie Havens was an artist who opened Woodstock. He was only supposed to be on stage for 40 minutes. A traffic delay had organizers put him on stage for three hours. When he ran out of songs, he started singing a hymn, and the lyric that resonated with him at the time was freedom, because that is what he saw in front of him at Woodstock. all these people of all different backgrounds coming together. A lot of black individuals are familiar with the spiritual motherless child because it was sung to slave children who had been sold away from their families. Whenever they went to a new plantation, the new families that they came in contact with would sing to them because they were missing their families and probably would never see them again. This made me a little queasy because they interlocked this very important spiritual with all this poppy synth thing that kind of muted the context of it. And Pitchfork said that that it's a little queasy for a white band to appropriate a spiritual stripped of its context, and I'd have to agree. The thing is that you have to understand is John Gorley and his bandmates grew up listening to blues, to R&B, to hip hop. They grew up listening to a lot of music ingrained in Black culture. So I understand where they might have been coming from using Richie Havens and even Sun Little to emphasize on the kind of soulful aspect of this song. They might have used a message that they did not fully appreciate or translate the appreciation of it. Morning. Absolutely well-intentioned in doing that. I don't think Portugal the Man is a malicious band. No, I don't think so at all. Lords of Portland are the opposite of malicious. We love (laughs) I just feel like this was the initial introduction of important messages being muted by overproduction.
1: This song was a very decent warm-up to something momentous. When I heard this song, keeping in mind what we were talking behind the scenes about, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good album. Tiger. Easy
0: Tiger was weird for me. Uh-huh. that makes you think that you've been propelled into some sort of round-the-clock, sexy, dystopian society. It's like the soundtrack to waking up, stepping into a Star Trek sonic shower, and then having some strange robot claws pop out and suit you up in armor like you're about to race on the grid in Tron.
1: Just activated and synchronized proceed to games the
0: message of it kind of gave me an idea of someone young who thought the world was going like by like this so they had to do everything and anything and it's just kind of like hey the world is going to be here calm down young youth no rain
1: clear skies at least i got the weather. Off with that mixed high vocal pop EDM overdone. I started listening to it and I really love the lyrics of Empowerment, but I really dislike the sound of the song. Easy, song would be exponentially better in terms of the content and sound of eric hawk's guitar playing with a little bit of synth
0: mixed through Uh, to go from number one to easy tiger i felt like i was like already overwhelmed like oh okay please don't be another synthy song but
1: after this song another synthy song appears Uh, live in the moment god nothing sonically new with the song. The beat and sound was like, the tempo was like, Britney Spears, Womanizer, what's up? (laughs) There's so
0: much, like, 90s, 2000s pop influence on this album that you wonder, like, where's the Woodstock aspect of it besides the first song? Live in the Moment was that moment where I was like, okay, if you are trying to get a message across, it is going to require so much dissecting and pushing past the music. If at times the music is fun, yes, it is sometimes. In three songs in, you're already
1: overwhelmed by the sin. And then the chorus had the la la la. la, 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 la. I was just ready to throw something. I was like, no, guys. Portugal the Man, live in the moment. Why? The little aspects, the nuances of a Portugal the Man record is totally missing. The producers took everything good about Portugal the Man and just glossed it over. Yeah, like just put like
0: a finish on it. And they're like, all right, all pretty and mass produced. Let's go.
1: The record does have its shining moments, which is the next song, Feel It Still. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks why I think Feel It Still is the perfect jam. It has all the right elements, use of instruments, an updated Portugal the Man feel, relevant lyrics, but most importantly, on the studio side, the soul hasn't been removed. No, it has not, and
0: that is what made me so happy when we played it on the station. Yeah. This is a full bodied, gorgeous cup of yummy. This is also my favorite song as far as meanings and history behind it and all the fun trivia, because I'm a nerd. This song, number one, this song is inspired by the current political climate surrounding Bernie Sanders. Let me tell you what this political movement is about. (laughs) And how he had to go from running with what his heart told him. How he had to go from running as an independent to a Democrat to be considered in this past election. John Gorley told Billboard that the lyric, rebel just for kicks, reflects the way a lot of people feel about politics and their parties. And how sticking to the party that has your heart. It holds no weight with some people. Especially in the case of Bernie Sanders, where even though his platform was very, very revered by a lot of people. Nobody wanted to take him seriously as an independent. He had to stop being a rebel. Had to become a Democrat. I'm out the face was controversy behind this song as well and i think portugal the man if you are listening you need to fire your legal team
1: <laughs> and when sabina speaks you must listen Obey the, fist.
0: the marvelettes were an african-american girl group that was active between the 60s and the 70s great group and john gorley he used a melody of their song please mr postman gorley used a melody as a placeholder in part of the chorus for feel it still Whoa, yeah. loved it so much that he wanted to keep it there. Yeah. So he sent it to the lawyers and the lawyers were like, no, we don't even hear it. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And
1: it's it's super funny for us because the way it came back was no no it's not in there. it's totally not in there two weeks before it came out they wrote us again we're like you know that's mr postman right like we told you that (laughs) a long time ago that's what i said (laughs) (laughs) so that's a that's a chunk of publishing that i'm more than willing to give up because it's just such a great melody and it's again it's something from my
0: childhood and that's something that my dad gave me and it should be a part of this record but if that hadn't happened there was a chance that they might have been sued
1: just for kicks? That's perfect for our generation where yep. so many people put on a floral crown, throw up a peace sign, take a selfie, and say, resist! How is that resisting? This song nails the right sentiment. I think
0: so. Yes, absolutely.
1: Given for peace.
0: Give in to that easy living, goodbye to my hopes and dreams. of hope and then it gets stripped away from you with rich friends with rich friends I'm so mad about the backstory behind this. John Gorley explained that the inspiration for this song, they were at a friend's birthday party, and Harry Styles from One Direction, the poppiest of poppy of this generation, Harry Styles showed up and gifted a friend with a 50s Gibson guitar, and Gorley apparently stated, who the f*** do we know that's friends with Harry Styles? He said that we were all sitting in the corner like kids f- like, oh wow, we could really use some rich friends. That's disappointing. I'm, I'm not mad,
1: I'm just Disappointed.
0: This is the one also that sounds like Spice Girls. John Gorley, I want you to come to my face. Tell me it doesn't sound like, say you'll be there. Say
1: it to my face. We don't have a problem with <laughs> Feel It Still in the Marvelettes, but we definitely have a problem with Rich Friends. <laughs> oh, it's on. the next track. No, this one wasn't so bad. I like the sound of it. I like the chorus. It could easily be a good chill-out jam with your friends on a Saturday barbecue because millennials like to barbecue. And my CEO, CE Bros, have also discovered that millennials are moving to the suburbs and that they love grilling because according to corporate research, millennials are over-indexing on charcoal. But one thing that really stuck out to me in this mediocre track was the lyric Young, Black, and Gifted. Young, Black, and Gifted
0: because you were trying to look up which song that might have come from because, again, trying to look back at these amazing artists from, like, back in the day that Portugal the Man says they're so inspired by. You asked, is it a homage to, like, one of those songs? Is it an homage to uh, black individuals who have suffered violence in this country because they've been very vocal about that as well? There isn't a lot of understanding of what they're talking about because a lot of the lyrics sound a little disjointed as well. And it was at this point that I had started to lose interest in the album. I feel like the album had had my mind just constantly running on a treadmill. It was starting to wear, and I'm like, okay, give me
1: some sort of break right now. The song could either be from a lyric mention of a Don Hathaway song. To be young, and black. Nina Simone. Un- and black. Or Jay-Z. am mm-hmm. America's worst nightmare. I'm young, black, and holding my like you. I wonder if it's Jay-Z. Oh. Then there was the other Glimmer of Hope, which is the other song we've been spinning on K-Slug so young.
0: This was my break in the hell.
1: from Evil Friends, and I'm not the only one who thinks this, Slant Magazine also noted that this was the perfect progression from Evil Friends to a new sound that also is fair to Portugal The Man and also to their love of hip-hop. I thought it just was dreamy. I thought that it had all the right notes in all the right places. The lyrics captured the right element of its time. It didn't seem fake. Also, the production style kept it feeling a little bit raw, too. Smooth, the name is this Portugal The Man track. So young Loaded gun, oblivious to what the trigger
0: does. Will you wake up, never gonna make up. Got ammunition on a nation, gonna shoot you down. The one thing that I wish they hadn't done was like ASAP Rocky doing that. that and I'm like, oh, my skin crawls. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's like the best part. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh. But it kind of sounds like maybe a young chap who's like, I'm done with my fast. Hedonistic lifestyle and I just want to relax. I just want to
1: chill. I have a relationship with this song because I do get that a lot Like oh, you don't know what you're talking about with politics or oh, you don't understand social issues You're too young to get that just keep out of politics The older people have it just go back to your selfies and your YouTube vlogging. and that's why I like this track is It seems like it pokes fun a little bit about that sentiment that some people feel about the millennial mm-hmm. generation Mr. Lonely featuring rapper Fat Lip.
0: Yes, it is. Like, okay, whenever I see Mr. Lonely, though, I'm always like Akon. According to John Gourley on Portugal The Man's Reddit, he wrote, as with most of this record, the song is looking back at ourselves as kids. Regrets, depression, not understanding how to manage our emotions or relationships, things like that. They brought it with this like really schmexy sound, like really sexy and relaxing. I felt like I was falling through the ceiling after ceiling of gossamer feathers with a mimosa in one hand and a mimosa in the other one. As always, we're bringing you five full hours of mimosas and, and just like chilling mode activate. Let's
1: go. I just had trouble taking this track seriously, <laughs> because in the background, like, they've thrown a little bit of reggae house in there. It's like, you hear Yamon! and I'm like, oh. like, <laughs> I mean, gorillas tried that with strobe lights. Or I just, I was like done. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like this song is not my cup of tea, and it wasn't even the hip hop portion of that, which was actually pretty solid mm-hmm. and added a lot to this song. But just the whole like background, like the the drop beat, the yum on, was just like no, nope, done. The next track, tidal wave. Hit me like a tidal wave. listening to the lyrics when i was driving immediately i thought of another track we spent on case like snowmine and that made me want to listen to snowmine's track (laughs) instead of tidal wave
0: wave. this one to me was just like basic you're basic Imagine 21 Pilots meets George Michael, which I didn't know was possible, but (laughs) there you have it, and the album gets back to slowing down on this track, so expect it to kind of like wind down a little bit for a bit. I can see it in your eyes, see it in your face, banging on your chest, acting tough looking on face, tripping over landlines, cutting deep with the dull blades.
1: Leading to noise pollution, the last track on the album. came out and it is a little overwhelming in terms of its sound but I like the fact that it's overwhelming I feel like this is the perfect festival jam and there is that angsty element to it that you would feel with frustration, social commentary, things like that so this song had its glimmering moments where I was like oh yeah this is a song that is honoring the tradition of Woodstock I remember when we first started playing it I felt kind of disoriented. It
0: took me a very long time to just acclimate to this track and there's definitely things I I missed when we first started playing it. For example, Mary Elizabeth Winstead Ramona from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is the female vocals on this song, so initiate
1: fangirling. It's a pretty decent excuse for a lousy date. So this is a date, eh? Did I say date? Slip the tongue. Tongue. i it, still be upset. get there,
0: losing it supposed to be a reaction to international crisis. You note the lyrics Je suis Charlie, definitely a reference to the horrific terrorist attack on the Charlie Hebdo headquarters in France a couple years ago. A lot of poignant content and a very interesting musical sound. A lot of strong feelings behind a message of, hey, there's chaos in the world. There is noise. There's pollution to our minds and our hearts, and it hurts. And I think, again, the party vibe hinders the message. This entire album, I think, sound-wise had, like, a few moments of strength but message wise you have to dig you gotta
1: do the work it's <laughs> to
0: The weight of the world of revolution on the shoulders of Portugal. Yeah, neither one of us are, but it was definitely perceived that this was going to be some sort of like poignant album of the masses, of the generation of a generation of, like you said, flower crown peace sign waving folks. We got that. We didn't get the work. We didn't get the message. looking for in terms of a protest album? I'm looking for clarity. I'm looking for relatability. I'm looking for hope. I think hope that we are not just a generation of superficial individuals and superficiality. It comes in so many different forms, but in the music world, it's rampant.
1: I, in a protest album, want to hear the honest truth of things. I want to hear about events right now. Woodstock is important. Sure. But why not talk about all the events of right now that we need to act on? focus on today's problems instead of trying to feed off of stardust of times past. For some reason, I don't think that we've heard the last of these guys in terms of their protest. They've never minced words with the way they feel about religion, politics, social commentary. I think we'll see a much better album 9. A word from our sponsors. A big thank you to sponsor Myrtle Avenue
0: Pet Center. You can shop and compare their guaranteed low prices, and they will meet or beat any prices. Also, if you have a busy schedule, you can't make it to the store, give them a call at 707 443 3171, and they will deliver
1: anywhere in Eureka or Arcata of charge. Did you know that Companion Animal Foundation loans out humane traps designed for catching feral cats so that you can help them trap, spay, neuter, and release feral cats back into a healthier, safer community? The most significant way to help our local cat colonies and prevent diseases is by preventing feral births. If you're interested in this program, please give Companion Animal a call or come by their Sunnybrae location so that they can make a plan for your trapping needs. For more information on these programs, how to volunteer, and their thrift stores you can visit cafanimals.org and thanks again to fungi lighting if you visit his instagram you can
0: view cyrus's new line of glass mushroom pendants he also has other swag and merch available including shot glasses with frogs slugs and mushrooms visit fungi lighting on instagram
1: and he has a website too fungilighting.com. a huge shout out to Luis's gourmet season finishing salts if you mentioned that you heard about Luisa's Gourmet Season Finishing Salts here on K-Slug, get 5% off your order. You can also check out Luisa's Gourmet Season Finishing Salts at Humboldt Marketplace, She just recently opened up. It's at 317 East Street in Eureka, across from the Sea Grill. Her full line of salts can be found there, along with other amazing locally made products.
0: Thank you for listening to our review of Portugal the Man's Woodstock. And if you want to check this out, maybe in your free time, there are three ways you can listen to the Weekly Exchange. Of course, the source kslg.com you can find us on itunes and download the podcast for free just search weekly exchange and a big thank you to lost coast Outpost for streaming us as well
1: you should definitely subscribe to our podcast it's free it's awesome it'll make your week so much better and you can also submit listener questions to us at my email nikki at kslg.com they're the most down-to-earth
0: doof people they're the most down-to-earth douchebags. <laughs> That's what I, I thought you trying- were going to
1: say. No. <laughs> no. This has been a like Original Production.